This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first, Journaling 101, as well as scripture verses, permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere, and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Welcome to the Few Minutes with God podcast. My name is Felice Gerwitz. This is episode 48. Today we are going to talk about faith crisis and uh, kind of delve into this um, problem that has plagued us for many years now. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with a friend, to subscribe to this podcast, which you can do on iTunes or Stitcher or any podcast app, as well as on our website. And also, um, if you could leave me a star rating, I'd be really happy um, if you would do that. Well, there is a faith crisis today, and um, I think there always has been a faith crisis, but sometimes. Um, it just appears that things that are happening today make make it seem so much worse. And sometimes I feel like all the believers have left or they've decided that fighting for their faith and their beliefs is just too hard or unimportant. And so today we're going to explore the importance of handing down our faith to our children and those we mentor, as well as the crisis that plagues the church today. I am always astounded when I hear story after story from teary parents whose children have left the faith. And these children know right from wrong. They understand what it means to be brought up with truth. And yet, as adults, they decide that they would rather do it their way. Their way includes calling into question all the things that they previously believed. Early on in my parenting journey, I heard a wise pastor say it's important that the faith that you have, parents, and that you want to pass on to your children, someday becomes their faith. So that's a question that we all need to consider. Is the faith that we've passed down to our children our faith, or is it their faith? Have they had a crisis in their life where they've turned to God, or in crisis in their lives have they turned their back on God? Is our faith just that, ours, and if we fail to pass down the truth of Christ to our kids, or they've been weakened by what I call the way of the world, we need to decide what we can do about that. 
You know, a lot of times we hear some really good sermons at church, but how many times do we go home and really discuss what we heard with our kids? We, um, you know, have to make a decision sometime in our lives, and that's where either people accept the Lord as their personal Savior or make a commitment to a sacramental um, union with God, whether it's through, um, you know, uh, communion or uh, confirmation as a Catholic. And at that time, kids are really asked to make a decision, to make a decision for Christ or not for Christ. And I think a lot of times, even um, when people go up for an altar call to accept the Lord as their personal Savior, that they're just doing it because everyone else is doing it. Faith can be private, it can be public, it can be so many different things. But one of the things I've asked my kids, and something you can ask yourself and your kids as well, is either God is real or He's not, and there's no in-between. Either God is our Savior or He's not. I think there's a disconnect. Many church teachings have become watered down, and a permissive attitude prevails. God is loving. God is kind. God is forgiving. God is all these things. But what we fail to remember is God is also a just judge. I think because I've been so blessed in my journey with the Lord, not to say that I didn't wander or you know, um, question my faith growing up. Of course we did. And to be truly Christian, you do question at different times. You do struggle against things that happen in your life and horrible things that you can't wrap your head around and, you know, trying to get through some of the things that happen every day. But I've seen miracles. I've been blessed to witness people who have accepted the Lord on a, just a more deeper level. I've been able to see people healed. It's not something I asked for or even desired, but it's something that the Lord allowed to happen in my life. And I've asked the Lord for years to use me to evangelize, but I didn't become a theologian or a scholar. This desire was placed in me through my years of prayer, witnessing, and studying God's Word. Anyone who spends time with God, and I don't just mean church, although that is very, very good, will realize He is there for us. How do we know that God's Word is real? How do we know that Jesus was born, lived, died, and was resurrected from the dead? How do we know that sin is real and that God came to give us the keys to the kingdom? How do we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and in the future. The only way to know is for God to reveal this to us in a personal way. Luke 16, 20 through 31 was the story of Lazarus, and I'm going to read it to you. As a poor man, Lazarus was laid at the gate covered with sores and longing to be fed with crumbs which were falling from the rich man's tables. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades he lifted his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away, and Lazarus and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, 
Remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise, Lazarus, bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us, you are there in a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able, that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. You know, sadly, that is a scripture we should read and really share with those we love. Because basically, we, we who are in sin close our hearts to the truth. And even if someone came that was experiencing you know, this horribleness from, from, you know, what they're calling the dead, even then the person wouldn't believe. Sadly, no matter what you tell your children, your friends, your acquaintances, if they're not open to God's message, they won't hear it. So how do we know if someone is having a faith crisis? And this could be someone you know, or it could be yourself. The first is they start questioning everything. The second is they say, there must be more to life than this. The third is they begin to question life after death, and death becomes real to them. And the fourth is black and white becomes gray and yellow, which was previously clear, no longer seems clear. A faith crisis can can be overcome. Number one, you have to realize that you are in crisis, right? Isn't that the beginning of anything, whether a person is an alcoholic or a person has um, some type of issue? They need to understand and realize that that is a problem. Because if they can't realize it's a problem, then they are going to have a hard time overcoming it. Number two, you have to be willing to take time in prayer and study And number three, you have to look at the options. The options are life with God or death in Hades, as that scripture said, right? And we need to get help if we need help. John 6, 67 through 70, Peter's confession of faith. So Jesus said to the 12, you do not also want to go away, do you? And Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall I go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know you that you are the Holy One of God. And Jesus answered them, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is a devil. Peter realized that God was the answer, the truth, and all that is good comes from him, including eternal life. However, one of the twelve, Judas, who, as Jesus said, he chose himself, would reject him. God has given us free choice, free will. We have the ability to decide for or against Him. There is no in-between. However, we are all on a journey, a journey of faith. And I pray that this journey is one that you are prepared for and that you can bring to as many people as you can and bring them alongside you to the heavenly reward that has been promised for those who love and serve the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, there are so many that have hearts that are full of sorrow from loss or from hurt. 
I pray that you fill their hearts to overflowing with you, with your love, with your goodness, that you help them to seek you. You are the truth, the way, and the life. Lord, please open the eyes and hearts of those who are in a state of sin and do not realize it. Let them be anointed with the ability to see. Please send your Holy Spirit to open their eyes to the truth, and I ask through our prayers and intercession that you not only hear our prayers, but you help us in ways that we can minister to others. I pray a blessing on those listening today that you give them an abundance of grace to combat the wicked one and to do battle for you. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.